Yo, what is popping, y'all? It's your girl, Savage Life TV, and yes, you are listening to UFC, aka your fave creative. I'm just gonna switch up the intro a little bit today, just to get a fresh take on uh, on how this all feels. Maybe in later episodes of this cast, I'll be more relaxed in the intro. So, you know, we we all, we all want to hear something a little different, you know, or a little refresher, you know, or or maybe repetition is soothing and comfortable in what y'all know. Huh. Huh. All right. Well, since this feels a little weird now and to avoid rambling, I'm just going to say my pitch so we can just get back on track, right? Okay, let's do it. Whether I'm your fave or not, I'm here to share my creative journey with y'all in hopes to relate or inspire whichever you desire. Okay. Woo. Okay. All right. We're, we're in the clear. Woo. I feel complete because without that intro, it just, it just, I just, it just, just feels like I held in a sneeze. Sweet 401. If you don't know by now, my mind is a Rolodex of references. So whenever I feel a reference coming, I got to insert it, especially here. So boom, shakalaka. Hope you love it all and love it the most. So today we're going to talk about putting yourself out there as a creative by vending slash showcasing your business. Whatever you do as a creative, you got to showcase yourself, whether it be vending at an event, throwing a show if you do music, hosting a gallery if you do art, photography, etc., etc. I mean, technology nowadays. The big T. Absolutely. Makes it easy for social media exposure, but that in-person marketing definitely has some lasting effects, especially with the right people. Connecting with clients, customers, prospects in person could build more meaningful relationships because they know who you are and seen your work in person instead of on an IG feed or in DMs, right? Plus, not everyone's on the internet like that, so you'll never know who you'll impact in person. That reason alone is the main reason on why I vend as often as I can so I can connect with the people in the most realest way possible. Before we get all into it, let's hear it for vocab I am just loving that so much. I like took that sound bite and just like it's in my phone. It's like a little two second sound bite, you know, like man, let me find a synthesizer to go with that bit. And it really sounds like a jingle. Jesus. Okay. So this week's battle of the vocab was between ostentatious and licentious. The winner of this week's vocab was ostentatious. Woo, Austin. And then tacious. That is O-S-T-E-N. T-A-T-I-O-U-S. <laughs> a lot of T's, a lot of T's. It's an adjective. It means characterized by vulgar or pretentious display. Semicolon, designed to impress or attract notice. To be ostentatious is like wearing a fur coat at a funeral. Like, yo, tone it down. This ain't the red carpet, it's the black one. Also, be wary of ostentatious people who like do things for attention all the time. You gotta question their motives and then question if you wanna fall for that motive. Another example of ostentatious behavior is when people buy all the fancy things to impress, but like that's just like all they do. Surface level, they're so flashy. Core level, they are so shallow. So, and all they talk about is material things. So, man, when I used to work on Sunset Boulevard, I would see some ostentatious ass people in my store walking around and you can just, you can just tell when someone is 
doing things for attention. That energy is just very, very, very cringy. Like, gosh, all right. Anyway, the word of the week is ostentatious. Take it home, tell your friends. this a suggested topic from some peeps i do have a lot of experience in this topic and you already know how i love to share what i know and what i learn especially in showcasing my brand in these art slash fashion events so i started worthy op in 2015 but i had my first show in 2017. i was thankful enough to have my own show and extremely thankful to the homies at seven boutique who let me use their store for my show like that was just that was just too perfect it was located in a city just over my hometown pittsburgh california it was a dope turnout i had three performers a dj all my friends were there i sold out my shirts there was some fun delicious drama that i won't get into but it didn't hurt the show and that's all i'm finna say it was great for my first show and all i can be is just grateful from it from there i kept that desire to showcase anywhere i could well first of all first of all first of all back then social media wasn't as intuitive with reels and the whole algorithm like you really had to use hashtags and it was just not as efficient as it is now so that in-person marketing like showcasing was the ultimate way to organically grow especially if you're starting from zero like you're not co-signed by anyone famous you're literally starting from ground zero i then got connected with trap art <laughs> shout out to them okay shout out to them that's trap art that's trap x r so t r a p x a r t dot com their ig handle is the same please check them out they're originally from the bay but they would do these art shows throughout the bay to connect people with small businesses my first ever vendor shows were with them and so i started expanding in the gay it was pretty great i did a show in the city and I did a show in the town. That just means I did a show in San Francisco and in Oakland. <laughs> and to be honest, I didn't sell a whole lot my first shows. I was still a little shy, a little introverted, you know, but I was ready as fuck to pitch my mission statement to anybody. Looking back, I pretty much did a show in almost every major city in California, like dead ass. I also did a show in San Jose, Santa Barbara, and of course, the majority of my shows have now been in Los Angeles, where I reside now for four years and loving it. Along my journey, my tour, if you will, with very spread out tour dates, I found that showcasing could help solidify your recognition and reputation as a creative. They also build your confidence tremendously as you start to get used to putting yourself out there, your creative self out there then of course the more you get used to doing these events the more you'll love that adrenaline rush for this type of attention and of course not being ostentatious no 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 no, no. the attention you're receiving is well deserved as a creative in these spaces and even when shows aren't successful in terms of sales the bright side is always the connections you've made look it can be scary overwhelming stressful even to put yourself out there but don't think about it too much and just do it the best teacher in the world is experience the more you do it the more you learn so if you have a brand slash business and you're trying to get out there with showcasing you know what i got i got some tips for you to keep in mind if you're stepping into this space and want to prepare no i got you like why even question you already know right you already know right my tips are based on my experience with art slash fashion shows but i hope that these tips can still resonate with any creative out there trying to showcase because you know i love being inclusive so anyway three tips to keep in mind when showcasing coming at you hot
so shakalaka boom clear the room here we go i just wanted to say that it just sounded so cool in my head i wish i had like a follow-up bar but anyway 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 first tip for showcasing your brand at these shows is to always expect to pay vendor fees they can vary they can vary though but think of these fees as the investment to making new personable connections especially because vending at a certain show can put you right in front of some powerful noteworthy people who attend you never know who you're gonna meet and you're probably gonna hear me say this a couple more times in this episode but also be mindful of the prices and if you're just starting out you should have a budget on how much you want to spend for vendor fees personally for me a vendor fee that's over like 200 even, I'm reassessing my participation. I'll just think about it even more if I'm considering it because you know, yes, this fee can be seen as an investment for connections. I mean, the point is to sell to new faces and new spaces. You don't wanna keep digging yourself a hole in the red if you're trying to turn a profit. I mean, that's just kind of how I think about it. But if you do have that budget to spend some bread on some vendor fees, then diversify your funds to other events in the area. For example, if you have a budget over 200 and you wanna spend on that, you're willing to, don't use it on one event. Do your research, see other vendor events in your area to showcase. That way your business is spreading out and you're reaching new faces and new places. And also, if you end up booking yourself for like consecutive months, then sh it's like you're on tour, baby. That's kind of a cool feeling as a creative. At my events now, if I make over the vendor fee, then I'm content with that night. I made the money back that it took to invest. Now, essentially, this event is free bet. Cool. All right. That's, that's cool. I ain't tripping, you know? An example of a vendor fee that I heard recently, which I think is just way too much for the space they were occupying, was 600 a booth. I mean, damn, that's just so much. That means you have to sell 600 to even break even. And of course, depending on your inventory and the type of business you are, that's still a lot to catch up to. Typically, the more expensive vendor fees are at events with heavy foot traffic. You know, you're being exposed by so many people, a convention center, block parties, fashion shows, etc., etc. So very good exposure, but still. Reassess your business needs if that's the case. Set aside some funds that you save up. If you want to be part of those huge convention center-like events, just be smart with your money when paying fees is all I'm saying, especially if you're starting out with the shows. I say start small and then go big when you have the capital to afford it and still be good. You don't wanna be throwing your money at any event because you also gotta think about the people curating this event, their connections, their history, if they have any history in throwing events, their reach. You of course wanna stay mindful of who you wanna be associated with. So just keep all that in mind since vendor fees are essentially investments in these spaces. Number two, don't overthink your setup. Man, plan and prepare of course, but don't overly stress on your booth. You know I'ma say it, you know I'ma say it. Protect your mental at all times. Seriously, do not stress or even break your bank for your setup. First of all, you should definitely have the basic marketing materials such as like stickers, business cards. If you wanna go that extra mile and getting like pins and other like cool kind of marketing things, go off, go off. But the basics and your product is enough already in my opinion. 
I say this because in the past, I felt insecure about my booth compared to other brands. I've always had a small table and a janky clothing rack, and so it just felt like my brand didn't feel official. But at the end of the day, it's your brand that should speak up for itself along with you creating that inviting energy. During those events where I felt booths insecure, I still sold hella, especially my handmade pieces. Met some cool people, new customers, it all worked out because people are more focused on who you are and what you do and not your setup. If you're trying to budget wisely for pop-up props, you could for sure make do with a little room. If you have those super creative, unique ideas for showcasing, go all the way off. Make sure you prepare way ahead of time if that's the case. And don't get too wrapped up in this. You don't wanna rely on just a cool setup to do the work for you. Cool setups attract people, but then it's your job to make them stay. I walked into some cool setups and no one said hi, even paid attention, and I walked the fuck out. My last event, I will say, I finally felt booth confident. Like it was like my favorite setup ever. I usually do like a table and a clothing rack, but this time I curated like a little store. I had like a gorgeous eight by six rug that was basically the dimensions of my space. And then I had like this spiral clothing rack, aluminum shelving. It felt like a showroom, it really did. I sat in the corner, greeted people. There was one hour where I was selling my handmade product back to back, yo, it was crazy. At the end of the day, it's all about your brand and who you are. I've had extremely simple setups and the more planned out ones, but really your setup doesn't matter if you're already creating that good energy. And number three is an easy one. It's like a no brainer, but of course, network. Network your ass off. Don't stay at your booth the whole night. Walk around, see other creatives, show them love. Get friendly with the neighbors next to you, greet people when they walk into your space. These events are your time to shine. So come on, superstar, walk in your purpose. Energy is also a huge thing at these events. And you wanna have that inviting, open energy for people to check you out. You wanna bring that good energy to other creatives you meet so it can just circulate all around in a circle, you know? The one thing about these events I know is that creatives support creatives. Your booth neighbor can be your first customer of that night or vice versa. Nothing is more comforting than connecting with a fellow creative who understands understands and respects the process so much so that they support you and vice versa. In my time in LA, I have vended with the legendary Tiny Art Gallery, right? Right, they're great. Yeah, y'all please check them out as well at the Tiny Art Gallery on Instagram. From my first show with them in 2020 until now, we've curated a little creative family in these spaces and y'all, man, I've done seven shows with TAG. Like, damn, y'all. Seven? Damn. I hope y'all are listening because we're for real past the friendship zone. It's, it's, it's family now. You know, they say after you do five shows, it's family. Well, I hope they say that because I'm saying it. But anyway, that's a whole lot of faces in new spaces. And I will say being part of their shows has helped my brand gain its reputation out here in L.A. And y'all, I'm not even from LA. I'm a Bay Area based brand gaining some traction out here because of these types of events. It's just, just amazing, honestly. I'm telling you, oh, 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 we got it, we got it, we got it. Wow, I've been getting better at wrapping up when it's time to wrap up. This is why showcasing yourself, that in-person marketing can put the word out of your brand in spaces you didn't even know was there. Can't rely on social media all the time when it comes to marketing, even networking. Technology, the big T, absolutely, cannot replace those genuine, real ass connections from the people you meet at these shows. Again, 
one more time, you never know who you'll meet and who's connected to who, which is why networking at these events is very key instead of being stuck in your station and waiting for people to come to you. Making money at these events is obviously the goal, but don't be too hard on yourself if the sales aren't what you hope for at the end of the night. Hey, if you're in the red, your night is not dead. You can keep that alive by planting all the networking seeds to potential clients, customers, prospects, anybody. Always learn from these events and take note what worked and what didn't to continuously improve on how you're putting yourself out there. Showcasing can be a lot, but don't let it consume you. Don't think about it too much to where it scares you. This is all part of the journey we gotta do as creatives so we can increase our exposure and recognition in the real world. Showcasing is also a great way to try new things with your brand so you could test out how that new thing is being received by people in real life, by getting real feedback, real reactions. Essentially, you can look at this event as like a sample size for your brand and what works and what doesn't work. If y'all have any other questions about showcasing, I would love to give more and more advice if you need it um savagelife.tv on ig is where you can find me remember follow that to participate in the next week's vocab poll all right y'all ufc is o-u-t